Hello and welcome to Pet Talks. I'm your host, EJ Firmoos. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a good week. Uh, mine was a little hectic work-wise. And I'm a little slap-happy, so we'll see how this plays out. Uh, one thing I want to cover immediately, because I will forget if I don't get to it right now. Uh, I signed up for the Nextdoor app recently, which is sort of like, it's like Neighborhood Watch on the internet. And also there's a lot of like gossip and petty squabbles and people who want all the neighbors to chip in to buy them a car. And frankly, dudes just trying to get laid. It's, it's a mess. And also the way they just defined my neighborhood is quite large. Like I, I would have to drive from one end to the other. It's a, it's, there are several busy thoroughfares uh, uh, bisecting this neighborhood of mine. Yes, I said both thoroughfares and bisecting. It cuts it into more than two pieces, so bisecting was the wrong word choice, as was thoroughfare, even though that's technically what it is. We're off to a bad start. But uh, I signed up for this app because there's a woman in my neighborhood who's always mean to me. And I got kind of curious if like people were saying things about me or if she was saying things about me. Uh, so I had, I, the curiosity got the better of me and I had to look into it. And as far as I know, she doesn't know my name. So also I had to sort of figure out how she might describe me or how somebody might describe me that she would know who it is. Uh, and I, I assume some sort of pants wearing Sasquatch would have been the the best indicator. Uh, I didn't find any posts about me, so she... The reasons she dislikes me have nothing to do with, with online gossip, so that's nice at least. But I get email apps, or email apps, my gosh, email notifications about posts that may be of interest to me. And they are almost always about lost animals which I don't like because they stress me out and I never want to look in on them again because I, I want all missing pet stories to have a happy ending and the only way for that to happen is to not know how they end and just write the story in my head. But uh, this one came through and by the time I had seen the, the, uh, the email, the actual post had been deleted, so I never will get to see how this ends. And I, I just want to share it with you so you can understand my frustration in having only the very beginning of what appears to be a wild story. The title of the post, and also the subject line of the email, and this seems wildly irresponsible on Nextdoor's part, uh, I know it's probably some bot, but there are certain things they should not make the subject line of an email. And one of them is definitely, in all caps, CHILD PORN. And then it says in parentheses, SEND HELP! with an exclamation point. <laughs> this post is from a woman named Natalie. Uh, I won't say her last name because... <laughs> Who cares? I'm just not going to. I'm not going to dox this lady to the handful of people who listen to it and none of whom have the interest in tracking down this woman here is what appeared of her post 
in the email. It is only the first paragraph, and I will live my the rest of my life wondering what this was leading to. This is my last post on Nextdoor. They're probably going to ban me for life after this, and I don't care. I'm Natalie, all caps. I have brain cancer, and I've been begging for months for help, and nobody is listening to me. And that's the post. That's a woman with brain cancer is is titling her post child porn, and I want to know that story, right? And I guess now I know her name and what part of my apparently massive neighborhood she lives in. I could probably track her down and ask some questions, but I suspect she's got got too much on her mind to deal with uh, deal with some sort of online looky-loo. But I am fascinated by this, and it's always going to be an un, unresolved an unresolved story. But definitely next door. Don't don't let the subject line of an email be child porn. That's it's so funny that I'm laughing, even though it's the most awful thing. No, no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple of planned topics today, which should be exciting. Uh, also, uh, despite last week's episode setting a new low for number of downloads, guys, it is getting real small. Uh, a friend of mine said very nice things that made me want to keep doing this this podcast that almost nobody listens to. So you're stuck with me for a while. If you had 21 episodes in the pool, afraid we're going to keep going, pal. You're out. You're $11. Uh, so I was going to... I, w I was thinking of kind of doing a, a TV talk episode because I'd like to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And also, in the last week, I have watched about 35 episodes of Superstore, which I am treating like a find, even though it was a network sitcom that was popular and ran for six seasons. <laughs> and, I, and, and me, Mr. TV Nerd, is like, hey, you heard of this show? Yeah, everybody watched it six years ago. But I'm really enjoying it, and I'm going to talk about it next week, I think, because... Uh, in the last couple days, I have talked to the same friend about both my Superstore binge and the second uh, half of this show, and I just really want them to have some new content. I don't want this whole episode to be a rehash. Uh, so instead, instead of talking TV, uh, I had this... Look, I want to talk about James Bond for a minute. I'm a big James Bond fan. I'm very excited for the new movie. I can't remember when it's... I think maybe it's got moved to July of this year. I don't remember exactly. It's been rescheduled a bunch of times. And I remember uh, that was one of the first things when they... Like a lot of people say the pandemic became real to them when, uh, when the NBA shut down. But... Other than George Morrison following me on Twitter, I don't really follow basketball. For me, the first thing where it was like, oh, this is a thing, is when they they pulled the James Bond movie and moved the release date back six months and then moved it again. 
sorry about that. I had to pause, and I can't remember exactly where I left off, and I am too tired to go back and replay it. But I remember I was talking about James Bond. And, uh, you know, big Bond fan. Uh, and for a while I've been thinking I should do a, like a big rewatch of all of the movies. And there are highs and lows, and it's a real journey. But, you know, I, even the bad ones are fun to watch, or so I thought. Uh, and usually, like my go-tos are either the Daniel Craig ones, because those are, like, those are real easy to find streaming. Not necessarily Quantum of Solace, that's not usually a go-to, uh, that one, like, you have to have watched Casino Royale no more than, like, an hour before it in order for it to make sense. It is a direct sequel with a lot of, of, uh, of minutia. And, uh, of course, GoldenEye is my favorite. Uh, you know what? A lot of Bond fans will, uh, be contemptuous of me. Pierce Brosnan's my favorite Bond. Yeah, I, I'll say it right now. Some of his movies were kind of crummy, but I, I liked him the best. I do not really enjoy Sean Connery because I think, for the most part, he doesn't seem interested in putting in effort. And that is apparent in the first Bond movie, Dr. No, which Every time I start to, I want to do a rewatch, I start and I watch Dr. Go and say, oh God, how many of these do I have to get through? Let me tell you a few things about the first James Bond movie, Dr. No from 1962. Uh, it's boring. There is not much that happens. There is, uh, there, there's a scene when a woman is giving Bond directions to her house. And it doesn't cut away. <laughs> the only thing it does is fade to him in a car driving to her house. And she's, you still hear the audio of her giving directions. And that is, that's several minutes of screen time to get to this lady's house. Uh, sometimes I think like in the, in the 60s, people didn't, the understanding of editing was less, less uh, sophisticated. Because if you watch a TV show from the 60s and even early 70s, like anytime somebody has to travel somewhere, you see a shot of them traveling or arriving at their destination. And it feels like they were afraid that audiences would, upon seeing a, a cut where suddenly somebody is, uh, you know, at their friend's house, you would suddenly go, oh my God, they teleported. How did this happen? It's 1962, Kennedy's in the office. We're trying to beat the Ruskies to the moon. And and now suddenly, suddenly there's teleportation technology. I don't know what to do. Get in the bomb shelter, Enid. And I feel like you see it a lot of times in, in like 70s cop shows, especially. Like if you watch Beretta or... Uh, 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 Banachek. God, I'm sounding so old. Uh, but you will always see a scene of the main character traveling. 
just so you will understand why they are in a different place. Got a shot of them in the car? Cool. But yeah, he 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 gets driving directions and they don't they don't cut away. They cut away from a fight scene because that would have been interesting. Uh, there's there's here's evidence of how much Sean Connery doesn't care. You know, sort of the the iconic uh, James Bond opening where you're sort of viewing him through a rifle scope and then he turns and shoots and suddenly like like blood pours down the 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 screen, which I guess indicates that he shot right through the scope and shot you the viewer in the eye. Which is, is a grim way to start a movie. But, but uh, in the opening, it's not even Sean Connery. <laughs> they have a different actor do that scene. And he's wearing a hat, so maybe people won't know it's not him. It's ridiculous. Sean Connery couldn't put in 10 seconds to walk halfway across a room, turn, and shoot. Like, you could get Harrison Ford to do that, and Harrison Ford doesn't even put on costumes when he acts anymore. He just wears what he brought from home. Uh, another thing that struck me was part of the the plan. They have to get to Dr. No's Island, and uh, James Bond and, and Honey Rider get there, along with... Uh, 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 crap, what's his name? I can't remember their... Their sidekick's name who dies early. Uh, shoot, it doesn't matter. I'll remember it after I record this and be furious with myself. They they get there under cover of night and then decide to just rest up until morning. So the first step of their plan is catch a quick 40 wakes. Which means they, when they wake up in the morning, there's a patrol. And the patrol spots them and shoots at them then tells them to get off the island or they'll come back later and shoot at them some more. <laughs> Everybody in this movie just wants to rest. And this does carry over to the other Sean Connery movies. Like, like uh, Goldfinger is one that's that's got a lot of very good stuff in it, but a big hunk of the plot is Bond just lives with Goldfinger as he's planning his heist of Fort Knox because <laughs> he convinced them well, if you kill me, they're just going to send somebody else, and then you'll have to kill that guy. And this all sounds like too much effort for the villain. So he's like, yeah, let's just hang around my compound. <laughs> oh, there are so many scenes of people getting ready for bed in this movie. It's unbelievable. Even when they get to Dr. No's fortress, he, they, they just they hang out. They have dinner. Uh, James Bond solves everything by turning a knob. It is not an exciting movie. It's, it's, you know, historically, it's kind of interesting, and, you know, you can sort of see where where uh, it sets a lot of precedent, but it is just astonishing to think that in 1962, people went so nuts, they're like, oh, we better make, make another one in a year. And the second Bond movie, uh, 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 it's from Russia with Love, is actually really great. It's one of the best ones, even though I don't care for Sean Connery. But holy smokes, Dr. No is a rough sled, guys. Uh, so that's my... Oh, you know how in the, like in the, in the fun movies, he'll, James Bond will do something exciting and then the theme will kick up and he'll be like, you know, he's, he's rappelling down a building or, or, you know, 
trying to catch up with a with a plane in free fall or something. You know, he's doing something awesome and the Bond theme kicks up. In this one, they play the Bond theme over an exciting scene of James Bond walking across the hotel lobby to check with the desk clerk if there are any messages. I am not making that up. He is just walking across the lobby to get... It's very funny. Uh, I can see from the, the volume thing that I probably I probably blew out the mic on that, and I apologize. I'll try not to do any more musical interludes. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Felix Leiter is in a bunch of the movies. That's his CIA uh, contact. And a bunch of different actors played, played uh, uh, Felix Leiter. And in the first movie, it's Jack Lord from Hawaii Five-0. And he is flat out wearing lady sunglasses. They are cat eye sunglasses, and they are definitely women's sunglasses. It is such a weird, it almost feels like a deliberate choice, or else Jack Lord pulled a Harrison Ford and was just like, I'm going to wear what I brought from home. And what he brought from home were lady sunglasses. It's, it's, it's weird. So I got to power through some of those early movies to really enjoy the James Bond rewatch. Uh, like I said, I like Honor Majesty's Secret Service. So I keep saying that. I mean From Russia with Love. I like that one a lot. And then Goldfinger has some great stuff. And then Thunderball is like they just discovered that you could go underwater. Because that movie is like 30% very slow underwater fight scenes. It's, it's rough, man. Anybody who tells you Sean Connery is the best James Bond didn't watch James Bond movies after 1970. Yeah, I'll say it. I mean, I said it. I don't know why I have to tell you that I said it. Look, that's my hot take on Dr. No not being very good. If there are any other movies from 59 years ago that you'd like me to really take down a peg, uh, talks at yahoo.com, right? Uh, I'm going to pause for a break, which, as you know, means I'm going to take a drink. Folks, it's April, and you know what that means. I mean, a variety of things. Maybe something to do with baseball. Uh, I can't say, but what it means to me is that our sponsor, TeasedBySummer.com, is offering free shipping for the entire month. Free shipping! Also, some designs, including uh, That's a Chunky, my favorite shirt of all time, 20% off. Those are ridiculous save savings. You get a 20% off shirt with free shipping, you've actually taken money from her pocket. And look, that's that's part of being a small business person is sometimes you have to, you have to, I don't know, I'm not a small business person. I only do free things that nobody cares about and not uh, design things that are awesome. So, Look, I don't know. It just it seems to me like an absolutely crazy deal. Free shipping. Some designs 20% off. Some of the designs that are not 20% off, though, are new and amazing. And I talked about them a little last week, but I want to remind you, there are three really excellent, like, just excellent shirt designs that went up just recently. Uh, there is the... Uh, Spice Girls, which is all of the Spice Girls, but they're Dave Grohl, which, 
Even describing that makes me laugh. It's very funny. It's a great design. It is a funny shirt. It's it's really good. Uh, there is also the, the Stanzo Fedoras from I Think You Should Leave, which is kind of this just awesome sort of uh, uh, 50s, uh, 50s uh, advertising, kind of almost like a salt bass style, which is really, it just, it looks incredible. It's so fun to look at. Um, it is great. And of course, possibly my new contender for favorite shirt, the Apive. That's right, my website, which is not up and running yet because there are some bugs to work out thanks to severe mismanagement for the last four years. But that doesn't mean you can't start supporting us early with the uh, shirt with just this beautiful, funny logo. It's so, it's such a good logo. I love it so much, you guys. You have no idea. And I, I got my 8.5 shirt today. And just seeing it in person made me so happy I almost cried. Like, it's... I'm going to get a little personal here, guys. I've spent, since 2007, really, doing stuff online, mostly writing, but I'll, and now podcasting, and just, you know, stuff to a, a small audience for no reward, and most of the time it seems like nobody's really that interested, but I keep doing it because I enjoy it. And to now have my, my new website has not only a, a wonderful logo that my friend made, but also that I can get it on a shirt and it's a real thing. And I can wear this thing that represents my, my website that I'm, uh, I'll be putting a lot of work into again very soon. It's really cool. It, it's, it's a good feeling after, you know, after all all these years, I mean, I always wanted to get, uh, when it was Spunky Bean, I wanted to get Spunky Bean merch, and we never really pulled it together, and also our logo was bad. Uh, and now our logo is is really great, and there's a shirt, and it makes me very happy. Uh, and of course, there are plenty of other designs. Obviously, I would really like you to buy an 8.5 shirt, and... and uh, Support both of us, frankly. Support TeasedBySummer.com with your purchase and support uh, the APIVE with your enthusiasm. And, you know what? I'm going to throw this in. I mean, when I say throw it in, it sounds like I'm offering a deal. I don't have the power to do that. I cannot emphasize this enough. Uh, but I... I don't even know if I should say this, but this week is Summer's birthday. So this would be a good week to buy to buy something and then put in the note to seller happy birthday. Don't even don't even put EJ sent me. We're done with that. It doesn't matter. You say happy birthday. Buy a shirt, say happy birthday. Uh, it would it would be great. It would make me happy. Uh, it just man, I got I got the Spice Girls shirt today too. The the Stanzo Fedoras one is on the way. And I just, when I get those, I like looking at them so much. It's, they're just so cool to have, and it's warming up, and I'm half vaccinated, so soon I'll just be able to, like, wear them places, and it'll be, ah, I'm so excited. But teasedbysummer.com, get over there. Free shipping, 20% off some designs, a bunch of really just 
awesome, awesome shirts. Uh, remember, happy birthday! If you if you had a if you had a, a store, you'd want people to buy things on your birthday, right? Come on, be cool, man. That's our motto around here. Come on, be cool, man. Buy some shirts. We'll be back to the show in just a second. And we're back. I I do want to note real quick that when I said I was going to take a drink, I am still sticking by my my pledge to not drink alcohol until I can do so either at a restaurant or with friends. Um, I'm just drinking a regular drink. Uh, I decided that back in January. At this point, I've had one glass of wine, and that's been the entirety of my alcohol intake in 2021, and that was at a, a very socially distanced porch sit. So that's... Look, I'm doing good. I tried hard. I'm drinking my water. I don't know what you people want from me. I don't know why I'm getting aggressive, but here's... Here's the thing I I want to talk about, and I apologize for that burp. I will not edit it out. Uh, I want to goose the numbers of this here podcast, and obviously the best way to do it is to go the true crime route. So today I present you my true crime pod- podcast, The Mystery of the EJ Building. I thought of splicing in the serial theme music here, but I am very lazy when it comes to editing. At this point, the most significant audio uh, audio edit I've done is in one episode where I stopped talking for 40 seconds. I trimmed that part out. Uh, last week, I accidentally said something too personal. Instead of just trimming it, I deleted the file and started over. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lazy. And here's the thing. Paul F. Tompkins and, and uh, his wife Janie Haddad Tompkins have a a quarantine podcast, uh, Stay F. Homekins, where they they record Friday night, often at the same time I'm recording, because they post on social media when they've started. And they don't edit it either. They just post it, and they, they record it and post it. And, you know, with them, people are... are uh, like, oh, it's a really cool experiment. With me, I just seem lazy. And both of those things are true, so I can't really complain. But uh, I'd like to I'd like to share my true crime story with you. Uh, crime, honestly, probably pushing it, but let's... You be the judge, I guess. So one day, I was taking a different route home from work because I had to run an errand, and I passed a building... Uh, it looked like a very small, just just a small commercial building uh, that had a sign out front that said EJ. And I had to wonder if it was my building, a building that I owned and didn't know about, or maybe it's a store that caters exclusively to EJ. Um, which, honestly, you'd have to admit would be a pretty good store. It would be like... You'd go in there, and it would just be like a, a physical outlet for TeasedBySummer.com, and also they'd have 70s Batman comics. I'd be like, yeah, that that's the EJ store. So I got kind of interested, and I, I just sent the picture to some people because it's kind of funny, and uh, then I started getting curious as to what it actually is. Because it's this, it's this 
it was closed when I went by it the first time, and it was small, and it, but it sort of looked like a, a lobby. It, it kind of reminded me of like a very small Apple store without, uh, without products. It just has sort of like these terminals that look like people are supposed to stand there and interact with customers. And like most of the parking lot was gated off, which was very weird. And then there was a sort of huge amount of parking space behind this small building. Certainly more, more cars represented there than the building could accommodate. It's very peculiar. So finally, I, a man who does not wish to interact with people any more than necessary, went inside and asked some questions. I wish I had audio of that conversation, but again, this was an idea I just had an hour ago. Uh, and I asked them, I went because I'm dumb, I said, hey, my name is EJ, just like your building. What do you do here? <laughs> like, I wanted them to know I wasn't some sort of industrial spy for whatever industry they were in. And there was, like, there was a reason why I, want, I was interested in their building. But I said it in the dumbest way because I panicked. And there were, like, three employees there. And they informed me it was the business office for East Jordan Ironworks, EJ, East Jordan, just like the EJ stands for in my name, in fact. You'd think I would have known it. Uh, and they described it to me as, as uh, <laughs> the, they're the foundry that makes manhole covers. And that struck me as odd. And then I asked more questions, which did not go over well. And the first question, obviously, is just manhole covers? How How is that profitable? And and why do you have a business office if you're focusing on manhole covers? Because there's literally only one customer for manhole covers, and that is the city. Because your average guy isn't going to walk in with an order for nine manhole covers. And I, I got really curious because, I mean, I assume if they're a foundry, they make other things besides just this one low-demand item. Because, you know, once you make a manhole cover, it's going to stick around for a while. But uh, the way they just quickly jump to, oh, we make manhole covers, really seemed like maybe that's their whole deal. And that obviously, now then I started thinking there's some kind of front because that did not seem uh, seem like it checked out to me. And they they asked me to leave. They basically said, we, we aren't able to help you here, sir. And I mean, obviously it would have changed their tune if I, a private citizen, decided to buy some manhole covers because clearly they need the business. I wish I'd thought of that. I said, how much do you think a manhole cover costs? Like, I'm sure in for the city, you know, there's some sort of there's some sort of contract. But if you, a person, wanted to buy a single manhole cover, what do you think it would cost? I bet it would be expensive. Like two, three hundred dollars? Do you think? That seems crazy, but that's all. It's a lot of iron, and clearly they need a special facility to do it. 
So that all, all seemed very weird. And then the other day, I saw a manhole cover with the East Jordan stamp on it. So they definitely really do make manhole covers. But I don't know what else is going on there. I don't know how they stay in business with just... Because really, once the city is sort of set up, they, they, don't, they don't have to keep getting manhole covers. Like, that's a, that's a, a stable item. I guess the and that was the case then when I saw where like when a strip mall goes in they need to put in new sewer lines, but even then that's you know this is not a sprawling metropolis. There's there's not strip malls going up every month, and when it happens they put what somewhere from one to three manhole covers and depending on the size of it, uh, it doesn't like honestly in in Grand Rapids I would imagine. There are less than 50 manhole covers sold per year. And unless this is some sort of artisan business, uh, I, I don't see how that's profitable. And I certainly don't see why they need a business office to deal with all the walk-in traffic from people who are interested in manhole covers, I assume. The point is, there's something going on. I want to get to the bottom of it. And I'm going to continue to investigate this in my true crime podcast. Uh, it should be noted that right now their crimes are having a building with my name on it and then not wanting to answer my pushy questions. Uh, those are not technically crimes, but they're covering for something. I will be looking into it further. Or perhaps not, because I really don't know what I do next. Look, I'm not Sarah, Sarah Koenig. I don't know how to investigate something. The only thing I can imagine is poking around the grounds at night with a little tiny flashlight and seeing if I can find clues. Uh, and that doesn't seem likely. But, man, I need podcast content, right? You know what? I think we're I think we're in a good position to wrap up for the day. Uh, I shared everything I intended to share, and I came in at about the right time. So, all in all, a successful podcast outing. Hopefully, more people listen to this one than the last one. I guess you always hope that. You need a growth industry, not like manhole covers. Uh, you can email me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, particularly if you have information about forgotten fast food mascots, because that's a thing I'd like to return to from time to time, because there is some wild lore in place there. Uh, I'm kind of going dark on social media, but you can uh, you can tweet me at, at EJFettis. Instagram, I'm at EJ underscore Fettis. Uh, for the new listeners... Of whom there are none. Uh, I will uh, just say that the the Instagram handle EJ Fetus is one that I set up one night when I was drunk, and all I did was follow approximately two thousand Instagram models. And I woke up in the morning horrified by what I had done. That really, I felt like I started messaging people or posting lewd comments, but the fact that I set up this this account and then found 
2,000 Instagram models to follow. So I've never gone back there, and it's, it just seems too difficult to start fresh, or to, to recoup that. So I, it, my real Instagram is EJ underscore Fettus. Uh, I try to post some things about the show if I have pictures. Uh, I rarely do. I don't recommend you follow me on social media. I'm not very good or active. But I can't tell you what to do with your time. Uh, and I'll let you know when you can check out the apive.com. But definitely be sure you visit our sponsor, teasebysummer.com. Buy some shirts to say happy birthday. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this on the podcast, but I can't give any details. Uh, but, but uh, like I said, it's her birthday this week. I came up with the best idea for a birthday present I've ever had, and it will make almost no sense to anybody. But it's such a good idea, and I kind of wish I could tell someone, because I just want people to go like, oh. Holy smokes, that's a good idea. And it's not elaborate or uh, even necessarily, uh, like, it's not big or expensive. It was kind of hard to put together, and I can't say any more, but it's a real good idea. And uh, post-gift post giving, maybe I'll explain it on, on the show. Most likely I won't because I'll have forgotten that I said this. The point is... Buy some shirts. Email me stuff about fast food mascots. Uh, if you know anything about East Jordan Ironworks, feel free to send me some info, and I'll use it against them in further episodes of whatever I called my true crime segment. Hey, why does that building have my name, maybe? But uh, be good out there, guys. I'll see you next week. Fed Talks is a Full Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.